few years ago I was working with this very articulated five years old kid and uh, we were talking he had a kind of a behavioral thing going on in, in class at home and uh, we were progressing he was enjoying our conversations and, uh, and one day we were talking about attention and he said to me oh no Mr. Orti I don't have a problem with attention I don't need to I, I don't need attention I said oh wow that's quite quite interesting and so how, how is that and he said well I know how to get it I don't need attention because I know exactly what to do to get attention from mom and dad at home and I have to say that kind of blew my mind I said wow this five years old kid knows exactly what he has to do to get his way now it's very rare to find a kid that is so articulated about this but the principles are the same and they are seeking attention and what can we do because the more attention we give them the worse it gets how can we deal with this and uh, what can we do about it so what is what is that happening sometimes it's like they seem that they're waiting for the perfect moment when you relax when you're having visitors at home or wherever it is for the perfect moment for things to go wrong Sometimes it's a lot more subtle, it's an interruption when you're talking with your partner or with a friend, you say, Daddy, help me with this, Mommy, can you look at this, see what I've done? And it's those things, but it's that kind of attention-seeking behavior that it's small but constant. And, and sometimes, obviously, we notice that it's like, what's going on? The moment that I pick him up or her up, the moment that I give them the sweet that they want or the ice cream that they want, everything comes down. Uh, and obviously what we say is that they just seeking attention. They just want attention. They just want to get their own way. Or oh, my favorite, they just pushing it. They know how far to push it. Which by the way, uh, is not true. It's very, very rare. I mean, it happened in this five years old kid, but I'd say it's a handful of young people that I've seen that they have that level of understanding. Most of them is very, very subconscious. So what I want to say in this video in this episode is how do we go about it what's happening and how else can we go about it and um, what it is happening in their mind that we need to address so one thing that uh, it's critical to understand is that every action we do is linked to a belief and an emotion that we're experiencing when the kid is nagging you for something or interrupting your conversation whatever it is it's not that they just want to interrupt that conversation, there is something else. They that belief that they're holding about themselves and there is uh, an emotion that comes with that belief that is triggering that reaction. Uh, so what is really important, this is going to be the basics of what I'm going to share with you today. Yeah? What is really important is to understand what is the most important thing for any child in the world. Now, what, what many people say is, oh, it's attention and uh, I don't like attention and I've used it a couple of times already in this video but uh, I call it connection it's really important to feel connected to feel belonging to feel safe because when we are connected when mom and dad are connected with me call it attention if you please uh, but when they when I'm connected with them I feel safe I feel loved so everything is good so if connection is the most important thing that any kid can aim for what is the worst thing what is the alternative if i don't have connection what is that i'm going to get uh, so some people say the opposite of love is hate that's not the case no 
the opposite of connection is neglect, being ignored, being left out. And there's few feelings that are as painful as that feeling of being left out. What happens in the kid's mind, it's quite, quite, quite A or B, black or white. Yeah? The way that they see it is, if I'm not getting attention, if I'm not getting connection, I'm being rejected, I'm being neglected. And that's how the brain is thinking. They're not putting it into the context, they're not understanding that five hours ago you were with them on bed reading a book. No, no, it's here and now. If I'm not getting that connection, I'm being rejected. And that's really critical. Just think of those two parameters because that is the foundation of what I'm going to tell you next. So what do you do if what you want is not available to you? You don't believe you can get the attention or the connection that you feel you need. And remember, it's what they feel they need. They're not with a stopwatch timing if they have one minute or two minutes. It's what they feel they need. So if they cannot get that connection, what is going to happen is I'm going to be neglected, left out. So what are my alternatives? I don't want that. What can I do? So, oh, hold it there. When I cry, when I shout, when I interrupt, I get attention as well. Okay, it's not good attention, it's bad attention, but it's attention. So I'm getting my way somehow. Now, as they do and repeat and repeat and repeat this pattern of avoiding being left out. Remember, it's not that they want that connection, which they do, but most importantly, they want to avoid being left out. Bad attention is going to do, it's going to do just fine. And as I do it, I learn that I get a reaction. And as I do it more and more and more, I get my own way, which is not the lollipop, is not the TV time or the screen time or more computer game time, is I get the connection. So what, what is that we can do? It's, it's a bit tricky because obviously you don't want your kids to feel left out, but you don't want your kids to become needy of that connection all the time because it's, it's time consuming and in fact, it's, it's probably not right for them either. So what is that we can do? So there's a, a number of things that I suggest. And, and again, like with everything I do, please adapt it to your own personal style. Please adapt it to your situations. Try, test it, see how it goes, improve it. I'm sure you can find ways of doing it even better than me, but just kind of think about it and see how it goes. The first thing, just be aware of what's happening when he or she is interrupting, is seeking that connection. What's going on? What did just happen? What happened just before? Was he feeling left out? Were you paying more attention to another of your siblings? Were you um, away for a long time? What was happening? And just start, that is not going to be scientific, but this is start going to give you a, a pattern of what's going on and what could be under that. And most importantly, when can you expect this to happen again? The second part is, um, and I, I really value this point, which is, start thinking about we, start thinking about us rather than me or you or them, start creating ideas, not only with him, but if you have, if, if it's obviously a family unit, we could be two, three, four, five. What is that we are doing? And be very clear that there is a time for you and have time with you 
And there's a time for us as a family, but that he always feels part of it, that he, doesn't, he or she doesn't feel left out. So the more we talk about us, the more we talk about we, the better, the more that we create activities, situations, moments that are us all together, that is what we want them to reinforce every single time that they are part of the family unit, that they are part of the group, that no man is left behind. Just as a side note, um, obviously I know now about this, but when my daughters were, were born, I, I was not still a life coach and I was not working with kids so much, but I was, there was something that it was very core for me. And we always said, always together. Well, we said it in Spain, which is siempre juntos. But we, we said it, and for me it was very, very important. Always together, we are together. Whatever happens, when we argue, when we travel, we are always together. Now, together doesn't mean that we are physically together. It means that we are together, emotionally together. So when my daughters were in Spain and I was here for the summer, I would talk to them and we would say, always together. Whatever it is, that was our way and it was quite spontaneous. It worked for us very well because we still use it. But just come with that idea of we and the family unit, respecting that there's time for the individual and time for the family unit and managing those two. The next part, as I always said, is just try to anticipate the issue. So if you're going to have people coming around and make sure, listen, uh, have a talk to them and say, listen, you know, we're going to have visitors. I really want to have time with them because I haven't seen them for a long time. Or we're going to go for a meal and I would really like you to be a bit independent today. Uh, if you have more than one sibling, so there's other kids around, just obviously motivate, incentivate for them to talk to those kids. Uh, if not, what is that they can do to keep themselves busy during that time? Now, we have to be realistic for all the kids. It's fine you give them the phone and they're going to be there for hours. For younger kids, you might have to kind of understand that maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes, maybe half an hour is a luxury and you just cannot, you're just going to have to make those breaks in between to look after them. Now, when things happen, because even despite all your planning, despite all the conversations, this is the important part about good and bad attention. You have a conversation with them. When things have gone wrong, you say, listen, I know you wanted my attention, but that's not good attention, is it? Because I got upset, I got mad, that's bad attention. And you know, you're not happy and I'm not happy. So you establish the basis of good attention and bad attention. And then you give them the option. Now, this is a, a bit of a trick here. Give them the one that you don't want first. So um, do you want to have bad attention or do you want to choose good attention? And of course they're going to choose good attention. What you're doing by explaining this concept, this idea, is you're planting the seed for further conversations. So when the next time that you are in a restaurant or you have visitors at home, you have had the conversation and you say, well, listen, are we going to have good attention today? Yes, that, of course, we're going to have good attention. And when they get a bit tired, they go for you, they interrupt, and they say, okay, that's good, you have interrupted in the proper way, thank you very much, now in two minutes I'm going to be back to you. And you tell them and you praise them for getting the good attention. If things get a bit out of place, then obviously you take them up, out and you say, listen, what is happening here? What is happening? Are you, are you getting good attention or bad attention from me now? And they will not say, I'm getting bad attention. I say, okay, what can we do? 
Okay, I'm gonna give you one minute and then you're gonna go back into your games or here or there, whatever happens, and you allow them to make their own choice. And again, with every video, if you've seen any more of my videos or my podcasts or the articles, what you will see is that a, a big part of me is let them make their own choices because they know what's right. We, we don't have to teach them what's right. They already know what's right and they will make the right choice. So in this episode, what I really wanted you to learn is about the, the, the power of belonging and the frightening that is being left out, especially for kids, and how they will react against being left out and bad attention is a perfectly valid strategy in their mind. So what we have to help them is to understand that it might be a valid strategy for them now, but it does have consequences and actually that they can get that good attention much better and it's better for everybody else. And as they do this, they really understand how to relate with people, with other friends, with teachers, with you, with other adults, and they understand that they can get that belonging without the negative connotations of the bad attention. That's how far I get to today. Um, I really hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, this is one of the biggest uh, topics that I discuss with parents to make them aware. I hope that uh, you, you got some sense of this and that you can use it. It's really useful to have the conversation with kids and, and explain these things to them because they will understand and they understand their feelings. So they will be able to relate to those ideas. And as always, please comment, Contact us on the online helpingkids.co.uk over email info at helpingkids.co.uk or give us a call if you want to have a chat and we will always answer your questions, your emails, your queries, whatever it is. And at the same time, feel free to send us your ideas, your thoughts, your recommendations, comment with your, your strategies because I'm sure that there's a lot more than what we can provide. So more than happy to hear yours. And thank you very much for watching, for listening, and look forward to seeing you in the next video. Have a good day. Bye.